Welcome to the Caution Flag Contemplations Podcast. I'm your host, Casper the Ghost. Come dive in and listen to me dissect any and all dirt, NASCAR news, or nonsense after the yellow flag flies. As a reminder, this show is for race fans by race fans. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Alright race fans, welcome to the Asphalt Affairs. This is the section of the Caution Flag Contemplations Podcast where we're going to talk about all things NASCAR. No dirt, except for Bristol. This is going to be the asphalt racing. This is for those of you that don't care nothing about real racing over on the dirt track. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. To the Caution Flag Contemplation Podcast with Cash for the Host, baby. It is a Friday, guys. I uh, just throw this episode together real quick for a little weekend preview at Auto Club Speedway. I know y'all are all probably as pumped as I am to see him go five wide for the last time ever. <clears throat> Used to hate this track. Now we love this track because the new cars we have, but we're going to the track down anyway. So, um, anyways, couple couple notes I was going to go over here for the week. Uh, let's see. But does Ricky Stenhouse Jr., like, is winning the Daytona 500 worth it? Like, I don't think that man slept in a month. Like, all he does is get on a plane, go do some TV, some more media, some more media, some more media. I think always up through Thursday, he was, like, busy with the day full. Like, he went to Chicago, went to New York. I'm like, good Lord. Maybe he just finished second. Also, they don't keep your car that way. It's random side so note. Um, Corey Roper. Guys, this is a big news item. Uh, for those of you that watch NASCAR, you're going to understand what I'm about to say. Corey Roper, doper over there, has been uh, indefinitely suspended for NASCAR drug testing policy. Uh, I guess that explains why he couldn't ever keep the truck going straight on the track. I mean, he used to drive. Now he owns... Slash operates that team. I think it's Roper Motorsports or something like that. It's usually a red number four truck, but he used to drive that thing. I swear he spun out like if he was in the race, he'd spin out three times the race. And I guess if you're high, it's hard to stay straight on the back stretch at Texas or whatever. I, I don't know. So uh, big news there. <clears throat> I'm not trying to slam Mr. Corey Roper Doper too hard, but that is his new name from now on. Mr. Corey Roper Doper. Uh, other than that, uh, being from Tennessee, I saw they had a news announcement that there's going to be a vote to work with Bristol to improve the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway on March 14th. Hopefully that goes the way we want it to be. That'd be perfect. Um, last two things. Why do they keep taking dogs to victory lane at these damn races? I'm over that bull crap. Okay, listen. I do not need to see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in victory lane at Daytona with his dog because he won the race. I'm proud of him for winning the race. That's awesome. Congratulations. Happy for you, buddy. But your dog does not need to be a part of that, okay? Like, no need for that crap. Alex Bowman did the same thing when he won the pole. Like, why? I like my dogs. I love my dogs. Dogs don't belong in victory lane. Race cars and drivers and teams do. Not your damn dog, okay? God. Hard stance. Sorry. 
it's obnoxious. Uh, second hard stance. Formula One's doing this really cool thing this week called testing. NASCAR. NASCAR. Testing. I bet they're going to have practice at every race this week, this year, too. I mean, they're probably going to have three at every race. I mean, I'm just saying. They're probably not going to have to worry about people pulling out on the track to start their qualifying lap for the first round of their qualifying and be worried about, you know, if their electrical's all hooked up because they're going to practice before that. All right. Um, so that's my rant on uh, this week's news topics. Um, history of the old Auto Club California, Auto Club Speedway, whatever it's been called over the years. Guys, I went back, did a little research, not much. Um, it opened in 1997. I was like, damn, it's not that old. I was like, well, actually, that's what, like 25, 26 years old. So, uh, all right. It's a little bit older than I thought. <laughs> Sorry. That also means I'm older than I thought. <laughs> Uh, which is a little bit discomforting, but uh, so it opened in 1997. Jeff Gordon won the inaugural race on June 22nd, 97. Um, current seating capacity is listed at like 68,000. So I'm curious to see what that looks like after the remodel. If they take that, change that, what do they do? Uh, I would think 68,000 is about the the number that they're wanting at most sporting events these days. So I don't think it's probably going to change a whole lot if they can. They could take a few out and add some sweets because I know that that's a big selling point in NASCAR these days is sweets, driver access, scanners, and all that. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. They have held 32 races since 1997 at the track. Uh, they had two races from 2004 to 2007, which included one night race, um, which, just for the record, those of you listening, we may get our chance at a night race at California for the last race. Uh, I'm not sure that that's probably going to put on the best racing there. I kind of think that hot and slick is better, although it's not going to be hot and slick this weekend from what I'm saying. I don't know about y'all, um, but we will indeed find out. Um so, yeah, so basically they had lights. They haven't used them since 2011 to start a race. I believe there's been a couple races. In particular, I'm pretty sure the Xfinity race in 2022 uh, ran into the night. So, you know, they did turn them on. So at least they have all that stuff existing. I'm sure that they'll just tear some of those lights down, move them whenever they build a short track. So at least we're going to have an opportunity for another nighttime short track race because daytime short track races are dumb. You heard it here first. Day track, short track, daytime short track races are dumb. You heard it right here from Cash for the Host. Okay, all right. Uh, highlights at the old track, okay? At the old girl. Um, I think my favorite, personal favorite, is uh, when Joey blocked the hell out of Tony Stewart on a restart in... Probably like 2000, I don't know, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. Joey was driving the 22 at that point in time. But it might have been like his first year. He was, I think he was in an Auto Club Speedway sponsor. Auto Club sponsored car. He was on the front row of a restart. He really did not hook the tires up. He was really slow. Tony was trying to pass him. He went below the apron, below the line onto the apron. And Joey basically just said, screw you, I'm going to block you all the way down here, yada, yada, yada. 
And uh, then you have one of those classic Tony Stewart interviews. He gets out of the car, and Steve Burns is like, now, Tony, what were you mad at? And he's like, what the hell do you think I was mad at? He blocked me all the your ass. Stupid little whatever. And then he's like, you know, I'll bust his ass. And then that's been a clip that NASCAR's used, honestly, for the last 10 years at this point. So um, they should. It's great. It's a great time. And, you know, it's one of those things where Joey, being Joey, you know, we have a 17-lane racetrack, but Joey decided to block Tony on the grass, and Tony said he had enough of it. So, uh, uh, you know, I was fine with it. But um, that's one of the highlights I have from the track. Also, I think that finish, uh, was it last year? The year before, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch was pretty solid. Um, Kyle Larson decided to turn Chase Elliott there in 2022 as well. Uh, down the front stretch, for those of you that don't don't forget, uh, it was the one day of the year that I was like, "By God, I never think I wouldn't like Kyle Larson, but by God, here I am, head off." So, uh, you know, really good move there on Kyle's part. But um, other highlights, I believe, if you go back to the Martinsville, somebody would have to go look this up. But I, I and this could, I'm just gonna tell y'all, this could be factually incorrect, and I don't have time to look it up this morning as I'm recording this, but. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. I'm pretty sure that that is where Matt Kenseth and Joey had their first run-in that then led to Matt Kenseth driving Joey in the fence at um at Martinsville. I'm pretty sure that that's where that happened at. But I, it, that could have been at Chicago. I'm not sure. Or Kansas or something. But it was at one of these big tracks. But I was thinking maybe it was an auto club. Now that I say it, I'm feeling like it's not. But I'm not editing this out of the podcast because I'm recording in the car this morning. So I don't have time for that, but um, anywho, so Auto Club's a good track. The five wides are always cool to start the race. I'm a dirt person. We did five, four wides before dirt races start, yada, yada, yada. So it's always cool for me to see the five wide thing. The track always has plenty of room to race for the drivers. And uh, you like to see drivers drive around each other. Like I said, for a few years, in my opinion, the track was kind of boring, but with the new cars, the racing there's been pretty stellar. Kind of hate to see it go. Uh, there was a few years there where it was like they were just living on the ragged edge because how fast they were going. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys remember they had that Toyota board there, did like 211 down in turn one or 213 or whatever it was. And you're like, oh my goodness. I bet you won't see that this week, you know. Because NASCAR's a bunch of babies. So uh, we're probably going to be doing like 180 or something. And I bet they're going to damn near flat-foot it. So, anywho, <clears throat> that's enough about the old track there. Uh, I did want to say Chevrolet has the most wins there at 16. Ford has 11. Toyota has four. And Dodge has one. So, congratulations to Dodge. Glad y'all made the stat book somewhere. Um, let's see. You got that. Uh, Jimmy Johnson leads. Uh, with the most NASCAR wins at Auto Club Speedway in its current configuration. At six, Kyle Busch in second at four. So, Jimmy Johnson will be the all-time winner on the two-mile configuration Auto Club Speedway. However, y'all might want to watch the old number eight car. He's coming from the back of the front. He's been fast every week this year. Why did it change now? Um, so, yeah. I tried to look up the fastest lap at the track. I couldn't exactly find it. I saw that Greg Biffle... I was looking at pole speeds. It looked like Greg Biffle set the had the fastest pole speed, which is like an average of 189 miles an hour or something like that. 
Um, in 2000, and it looked like four or seven or something like that. But because they turned this thing into a uh, road course, all I could find was road course lap times on the internet in the uh, brief amount of time that I had. So, anywho. Uh, all right. Predictions for the weekend. Predictions for the weekend. We have an Xfinity race. going to be on Saturday. Y'all be sure to tune in, I'm sure. <laughs> it's on FS1 more than likely. It could be on Fox. I don't know. I was going to look it up, guys, but I had a little family stuff when I haven't had time. So, Xfinity race is Saturday. All it's supposed to rain, which will move it to Sunday after the Cup race, which is also supposed to get right now. So, uh, you know. Big uh, time to watch for rain this weekend, but Xfinity race. Who am I going to take for the win? <sighs> I've been struggling with this one a little bit, but uh, I think I don't want to say it. I think I'm going to take Brandon Jones to win in the, the win the Xfinity race. There, I really do. I think Brandon Jones and his new JRM car is going to get it done. I think that Dale Jr.'s probably chewed all their asses this week. I'd expect to see JRM finish one through four probably because if they don't, they might literally get killed when they go to their meeting on Monday after screwing up Daytona. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brandon Jones for the Xfinity win in the nine car. Uh, cup race. Couple notable. This will be on Sunday as long as it don't rain. Uh, I was looking at the betting odds before I make my official pick here. Couple notables, okay? Chris Busher at plus 10,000 uh, to win. You know, I mean, I, I think that's worth a $1 bet, just to be honest with y'all. I uh, the, the RFK cars looked a lot better so far this year uh, than they did last year. I know that on the big tracks, that's where we're going to find out what they have. Supposedly, the Fords have the least amount of drag. And you would think that that would make them the fastest in a two-mile track. So, I really feel like Chris Busher is honestly probably a better driver. Well, I'm not going to say a better driver, but has a better chance than Brad Keselowski does at this point to win the race just because he's performed better over the last year and a half. But um, So, <clears throat> interestingly enough, I would be watching out for Chris Busher. I think if you guys like to make those uh, what me and some of my buddies call scratcher bets, I think uh, – I think that plus 10,000 on Chris Busher to win the race. It, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it did, I would not be surprised. Um, same thing with Ty Gibbs. Uh, Ty Gibbs himself, he is at plus 6,000. And it's like, I mean, guys, Ty Gibbs won everything in an Xfinity car. Why can't, I mean, he's in a Gibbs car. It should be pretty good. Like, why is he plus 6,000 to win and, like, over halfway through the field like that? I expect Ty Gibbs to win at least one race this year. So, uh, <clears throat> big open track. He probably still can find a way to run into somebody, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, another good little bet for you there. Um, but, big, big sexy Casper the Host is going to make his pick, boys. I'm going KFB in the eight machine with the Lucas Oil sponsor. First weekend for Lucas Oil being the sponsor on the eight machine to get the win. Also, if Kyle doesn't stop getting such great sponsors, I'm really going to be out of money because I'm going to have to buy shirts for all these. Uh, super pumped to see Lucas Oil sponsoring a cup car. Big time cup car at that. Uh, with a good driver. I'm pretty excited about that. I, uh, 
Lucas Oil is one of those products that I actually think works. I recommend people use it. And um, it's also like they sponsor one of my favorite dirt series, if not my favorite dirt series. So uh, definitely a big support of them. School see him on the Kyle Bush car this weekend. Hope he gets it done. Think he will get it done, okay? I think it's going to be Kyle Bush. I really do. That's my pick. Kyle Bush to win. Um, I think he's had – I honestly think he's had the best car the first two races. I know that one of them is a quarter-mile track and the other one's Daytona. But I also think that Kyle's just motivated. And Kyle also has the most wins of any current driver at this track. He has four wins there. Nobody else has that. The only people with more than uh, three is Kyle Busch and Jimmy Johnson. So I think Kyle Busch is going to get done this weekend. End it with five. If y'all don't like it, go complain about it. Other than that, y'all be sure to tune in and watch the race. Thank you for listening. Y'all enjoy your Friday. It's a little bit different, shorter podcast this morning, but I uh, I just want to get you guys a little Friday preview. So listen, today, if you listen to this on Friday morning, be positive. Have a good day. Make sure you guys work hard. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't chill. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. That's the keys to life at work. Okay? Just go to work. Have a good time. We'll have a good weekend. Kick back. Watch a little NASCAR action from the Auto Club Speedway. You guys be sure to give us a, uh, a like, rate, review, yada, yada, yada. Find us on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, please, I really need some help getting some of that stuff rolling. So, I'm going to do my best to put a little more effort in. Ooh, side note, this is a secret between me and anybody listening to this podcast. We have done a little bit of equipment upgrade for the Caution Flag Contemplations podcast, okay? A little bit of an upgrade, okay? So, uh, I'm hoping that I, I don't have everything set up and ready to go. Uh, I already told you guys I'm recording this this morning on my way into work, but... Next week, uh, when we start releasing shows, I'm hoping they're going to be better. Like, I'm, I'm hoping for a little bit more quality. I got some equipment that I think will work a little bit better for me. Um, <clears throat> thank you guys for hanging with us. We will get better. I wouldn't still be making these podcasts if you guys weren't listening. So, please keep listening. And keep her between the ditches, y'all. We will talk to you on Monday and Tuesday. Just as a reminder, please give the show five stars. Give it a review wherever you're listening at. Uh, we are now found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, as well as Spotify. Um, if you can, please leave us any comments, reviews that you can. Uh, get in touch with us at our social. That'll be on Twitter, at C Contemplations. That'll be on Facebook, at Content Flag Contemplations Podcast. On TikTok, at Casper943. Please give us a follow. Please give us a shout. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns about the show, that's where you can reach me. Thanks.